The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Now, let's open our Bibles very quickly. Uh, we got masks on. We need to get you out of here. Let's open our Bibles very quickly to Matthew chapter 3. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. In those days, what days? Well, it was when Jesus became of age to enter his public ministry. Under the law of Moses, you could not enter the priesthood until you were 30 years old. And in those days, when Jesus became of age to begin his public ministry, John came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Why was John preaching out in the wilderness? He was preaching out in the wilderness is because the people in the city didn't want to hear his message. We need to learn that when our message isn't received, we shake the dust off of our feet and we move on to those who will receive our message. I was just telling, I forget who I was telling this to, but when we went to Africa, and I forget what, what, which trip it was, we preached out in the jungle in a city called Basia, a town called Basia, Kenya out in the jungle. And our crowds were much larger out in the jungle than they were in the city. So John was preaching to those who was really hungry to hear the message about a coming king and his kingdom. So what God is teaching me from this is that you always take the path of least resistance with your ministry. You want to be like water. Water flows along the path of least resistance. So this is why John was out preaching in the wilderness. But look at the message that John preached. He preached repent. He didn't preach animal sacrifice. He preached repent. He wasn't preaching you need to offer up a bull, a calf, a goat. So your sins can be forgiven. No, no, no. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, when the kingdom of heaven is at hand, John wasn't saying it's, it was far away. He says it's at hand. 
And I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven is still at hand. For this John was the same one spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, as well as the prophet Malachi. Isaiah, the 40th chapter, Malachi chapter 3, they both prophesied that John would come forth at the appointed time as a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, make a highway in the desert for the Lord. John was also referring to, I need you to get this, he was also referring to Daniel's vision in Daniel chapter 7. When John preached repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, John was preaching about the vision that Daniel had in Daniel chapter 7. In this vision of the night, Daniel saw the Son of Man coming you know, the clouds of heaven. And he came to the Ancient of Days. And the Ancient of Days gave him glory, dominion, and a kingdom. And that kingdom, all peoples, all nations, and all languages begin to flow in that kingdom and serve the king. Then Daniel saw in this vision that this kingdom shall not pass away. This is the kingdom John was preaching about. This is the kingdom. And John says, is at hand. But please notice in verse 4 here that John himself, and there's a reason why this is in the Bible. John himself was clothed in camel's hair. It didn't say that John was clothed in an Armani suit, a designer brand. It didn't say that. It said that John was clothed in camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist. It didn't say a Gucci belt. And his food was locust and wild honey. We need to understand the ministry is not about fashion. Our identity as people or men and women of God should not be in what we wear and how much it costs. I believe if you are a pastor, you ought to look like a pastor, not a pimp. John was clothed in camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. And his food was not steak, lobster, and caviar. His food was locust and wild honey. Now, 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 I don't want anybody to get turned off by John's diet because he wasn't eating bugs and insects. When the Bible says that John, his food was locusts and wild honey, the Bible is referring to a carob tree, carob tree. We saw him in Israel when we were there in 2015. The carob tree was a tree with a flowery plant. It was a flowery tree, and it had an edible fruit pod. And that edible fruit pod was called the locust bean. And the locust bean tastes like chocolate. So John's food was locust and wild honey. The Bible's telling us that John had a sweet tooth, like some of you do. 
Ain't no sin in having a sweet tooth if you got a sweet tooth. And so if you taste it, this edible fruit, this fruit pot called locust bean, you would say, oh, this tastes good. It's like chocolate. That's what John was eating, locust and wild honey. So when John's season ended, as I shared with you last week from Mark chapter 1, when John's season ended, when he was cast into prison, then Jesus kicked off his public ministry preaching the same message. Jesus came into Galilee and he was preaching, the time is fulfilled for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. That's what I want to talk to you about for a few minutes. The kingdom at hand. The kingdom at hand. And I'm here to tell you, beloved, that kingdom is still at hand. And when the Bible says the kingdom was at hand, what does at hand mean? What does at hand mean? To be at hand means it's here. It's now. To be at hand means it's near in time and position. So what John was preaching was that God's reign in heaven and on earth is here and now. We got to stop approaching God as if he's somewhere in outer space. Not so, beloved. God is always near. And no matter where you are, no matter how you are, what you're going through, God is there. He is always near. And he's a right now God. Jeremiah 23, 23. I heard somebody say this is the year of the 23. Jeremiah 23, 23, God says, am I God that's near at hand? Said the Lord. And not a God afar off. Am I God at hand? This is the question God was asking. Says the Lord. But not a God afar off. God says, I'm not a God that's far off. I am a God that's always near at hand. What good is a God when you call on him and he's not there? He can't hear you. What good is a God like that? See, there was a time God was in heaven and only in heaven. His domain was heaven only. But what God did, he sent Jesus from heaven to bring us heaven here on earth. And so John was preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus was preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. God is at hand. We need to stop looking outside of ourselves and look at the God inside of us. So why is the kingdom of God good news? Jesus says, believe the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Last week I told you the word gospel is not the message, but gospel describes the message. So why is the message the kingdom of God at hand, good news. It's good news because of repentance. Repentance. Now you can be in right standing with God if you simply change your mind. 
If you simply think differently, if you simply have some afterthought, change your mind about God. Change your mind about yourself. Change your mind about your dead works. Change your mind about the sin in your life. Why? Because the kingdom of God is at hand. Change your mind. So the good news was repentance. And the better news is, and Paul had this revelation when he spoke to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Paul says, Behold, now is accepted time. Now, now, now is accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Why? The kingdom of God is at hand. Huh? So that's good news. Repentance is good news. Repentance is not a bad word. We need to change our mind. Repentance doesn't mean, you know, just boohooing and crying and sobbing, getting emotional. No, no, no. Repentance has nothing to do with that kind of behavior. Repentance has to do with you changing your mind. You thinking differently. That's what repentance is. And because you changed your mind and you're thinking differently, now you're ready to turn your life around. So John says, repent. And that was good news. Huh? Good news. One of the reasons repentance is so important, repentance precedes faith. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Repentance precedes faith. And faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. In the kingdom, we walk by faith and not by sight in the kingdom. So this is why repentance was good news. Why was the kingdom of God at hand good news? Well, instead of going to heaven, and a lot of you still think like that. You think you got to die to go to heaven. No, no, no. When the kingdom is at hand, the Lord is telling us, instead of going to heaven, heaven has come to us here on earth. Huh? When John and Jesus both preached the kingdom of God is at hand, they were announcing that God is now establishing here on earth a commonwealth of Citizens, not Christians, citizens, a commonwealth of sons, a commonwealth of servants. He's establishing a commonwealth right here on earth. Not Christians. They were first called Christians at Antioch. They were called Christians in disdain and mockery as, as a pejorative. And if you're going to be a Christian, if you want that, that word, that name to mean a lot to you, then let your definition of a Christian be, I am a Christ follower. You're not a Christian because you go to church. You're not a Christian because of a religion. You're only a Christian because you're following Christ. And this is why they were mocked at Antioch. Because they were, those disciples were following Christ. Not a Christian because you're born in America. Not a Christian because you go to some church. You can only be a Christian if you're following Christ. How can you be a Christian without being a citizen of this new commonwealth that God has established here on earth? So I don't have to die to go to heaven. I'm not looking for death so that I can have a better life. No, I believe that God 
wants me to experience heaven here on earth. And this is why if I'm sick, I'm believing God for healing. If I'm broke, I'm believing God for prosperity and, and my finances. This is why I'm believing God. If I'm confused, if I'm bound, I'm oppressed, I'm believing God for deliverance, not when I die, but I need it now. I need it now. I want to experience the kingdom of heaven right here, right now. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand is good news because God has offered us a relationship, not religion. Now, this was different. Now, John was the last of the Old Testament prophets, but he had a New Testament revelation. He had a New Testament message. And that message was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus came alone and he preached that same message that the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. In the Old Testament, they didn't know God as Father. But now in the New Testament, Jesus will introduce God as Father. Father. Father is someone you have a relationship with. Now understand the word Father, it means source. God is your source. God is your source, and your source is here. It's now. It's always at hand. So God offers you relationship. Not religion. We need a relationship with God. Not a relationship with only the church we go to. Come on. Or the denomination we're in. We need a relationship with God himself. And the kingdom of God at hand offers us a relationship with God. Not religion. You know, religion is man's search from God. Why are you searching if he's already here? If he's already near, why are you searching? Many times the things we're believing God to do, we're wanting God to do, we just look right past God because we're looking outside ourselves or we're looking to others and God is always right here. Always right here. The kingdom of God at hand is good news. Because it offers healing for the sick. It offers healing for the sick and the disease. It offers deliverance for the bound and the oppressed. It offers freedom and justice. And hope for the poor. And those are the kind of people John was preaching to. John was preaching to people that were under the bondage of the Roman Empire. Under the oppression of the Roman Empire. And he was preaching to them, there's another kingdom here and now. A kingdom that offers you freedom, a kingdom that offers you hope. A kingdom that offers you real justice. That is the kingdom of God. This is why the kingdom of God at hand was good news. Now closing, let me say this. We need to understand at hand, there's a kingdom that's already come. There's a kingdom at hand that's already come. And I heard Pastor Jamie mention this in her prayer. Jesus taught his disciples a prayer. 
in the disciples' prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, in Matthew chapter 6, the 10th verse, Jesus taught them to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Did you hear what I said? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're not going to the kingdom. The kingdom has come to you. You're not going to the kingdom. The kingdom has come to you. Remember when the Pharisees demanded of Jesus that he, he, he tell them and show them when the kingdom of God would come. Jesus said, Matthew, I'm sorry, Luke 17. Jesus said the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Neither will they say, look here or look there. He said, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Within you. If the kingdom of God is within you, doesn't it stand the reason that the king himself is also in you? So why are we looking afar for God when God says, am I a God that's near at hand and not a God afar off? I don't know what kind of God you serve, but the God I serve, he's always at hand. He's at hand. Whether I lift my voice or whether I just whisper a prayer or whether I just think a prayer, he's at hand. So at hand is a kingdom that can be seen and entered into. But remember, the currency of this kingdom is faith. You see this kingdom, you enter this kingdom by faith because this kingdom is inside of you. And this is what Jesus told Nicodemus. He told Nicodemus, and remember now, Nicodemus was a believer. I have every reason to believe Nicodemus loved God. He was a believer. He was a great teacher, great ruler in Israel. But we need something more than a Nicodemus type of relationship. God, Jesus clearly told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, where you are and what you have isn't enough. He says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. He says, truly, truly, I say unto you, John 3 and 3 said this, except a man be born again, he cannot see. He cannot see. You can believe in God. You can say you love God. But except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, and that kingdom is at hand. How's it that you don't see the kingdom at hand? And it's right there upon you. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he went on to tell Nicodemus in verse 5, he says, except the man is born of water and spirit. And in other words, except the man has a natural birth and a spiritual birth, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. How can you enter a kingdom you don't see? Nicodemus didn't get it. Can a man be born again a second time? 
Nicodemus didn't understand. He just didn't get it. Like many of us sometimes, we just don't get it. We still think Jesus was talking about heaven. No, no, no. If you look at John chapter 3, verse 12, Jesus clearly says to Nicodemus, he says, Nicodemus, if I have told you about earthly things, earthly things, earthly things, and you do not believe, how shall you believe if I were to tell you about heavenly things? Jesus said everything he said to Nicodemus about the kingdom of God was dealing with living here on earth. Make no mistake about it. Being born again is not preparation to die. Being born again is preparation to live. So many times we call ourselves witnessing. We'll say to a sinner, are you born again? And we're saying, are you born again? And if you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. That's not the purpose of the new birth. The new birth is about earthly things. It is about the kingdom that's at hand. It is about the kingdom of God. And by faith, you enter this kingdom when you see it. But you see it by faith. Because this kingdom doesn't come with observation. It's inside of you. Some of us need to stop talking sometime and just be still. Just be still and hear what God is saying inside of us because he's there. He clearly says, am I a God near at hand and not a God afar off? God is never far off. He's always there. Always there. So that's what the kingdom at hand is all about. It's about living a better life in a better kingdom. Because now you're a citizen of God's commonwealth. Glory to God. You're a citizen, your son, your daughter. You're not a subject. You're not a subject as if you're under the Roman Empire. No, you're part of the family now. And you have a father, you have a source who promised to meet all of your needs. He also promised, I know the things you have need of before you ask. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. In other words, look in the kingdom inside of you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he says, all these things shall be added unto you. The kingdom of God is at hand. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. God is good. And he wants us to be accountable for what we hear. And, you know, some of you, I know you've probably been looking at your finances and you've been saying, oh, I don't know how this is going to work and that going to work. But you know what? You need to ask God to give you a plan to be debt free because you can't help anybody else when you're always on the end of you always needing something. So when you become debt free, then you can help somebody else 
and then they can help somebody else, and then they can help somebody else, and then we can all do more for the kingdom of God because we're not under bondage of, I got to get this bill paid, I got to get that bill paid. You know, ask God for some wisdom. Don't keep opening up charge cards just because they tell you you get 35% off. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South, New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.